welcome back to the Peach Hour with Paris and Bella. Hello. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. How are we going? Oh, how are we? Oh, it's been it's been a lot. <laughs> oh, I'm excited for this episode. I am too, but like, you know, happy August. We're in August now. Dog. It's gonna be Christmas soon. <laughs> like how crazy. Like, where is the time gone? Oh my god. I reckon honestly, this year has gone I know I say it every single year, but this year's gone so quick. Like, I don't get it. I reckon once you get, like, even June, I reckon <laughs> it just goes, like, <laughs> super quick. It goes so fast. And, like, like in our last episode, our life has been so crazy and just even reflecting on it now, like, it's already August. I cannot believe it. Like, when I woke up and it was August, I was like, okay, um, four months to really achieve everything. Is it four months? Like, now it's the time to be intentional with your time, your energy, everything like we've only got four months left see I love that though instead of saying like oh you know it's August it's literally four months to the end of the year like change that perspective in a way yeah that mindset I totally agree well how has your week been I was gonna say should we we do a little recap in our week yeah we can do a little recap my week since last episode I've honestly just been working eating and training yeah because now you're in a build phase still doing maintenance no no officially entered a surplus beautiful yeah which I love because I'm being a little bit more creative and like instead of being I'm on a meal plan um but some meals I was swapped you know my rice for pasta and bagels and I'm being really playful in the sense of swapping Foods around, so yes, um, I have been seeing them. What's been your favorite? That like that mushy cereal. No, what have your meals been? (laughs) Tell the listeners. So one of my favorite meals. I love my oats in the morning, as everyone knows. But I like making. It's like forty grams of oats, so like a little small bowl, and then you add like your protein, and then. I add 100 grams of frozen blueberries, frozen, and then I mix that in with cocoa bombs and it makes, oh, I just, it's so nice. It's so good. (laughs) Do you heat the blueberries up? No, no, no. I like it because when you mix it in when it's frozen into the hot oats, it kind of melts Anyway. Oh, the cocoa bombs? Yeah, like when you mix the blue, the frozen blueberries in the oats and then you add the cocoa bombs like after it. I don't know. It just works really well. And then you add like sugar-free maple syrup and pink salt. Amazing. Okay. Okay. Maybe, maybe I'll try that out tomorrow. Or maybe one of our listeners can try it out and tag Bella. Or I'm really going off topic. I'm sorry. But (laughs) adding like, so you get your bagel and then you make protein paste. Literally get protein powder, add water, put that on your bagel. Unreal. Oh, yes. Yeah, I, I saw that on your story a couple of days ago, actually. What protein powder do you use? Um, It's the Muscle Nation. The vegan one I find goes super thick. That's why mm-hmm. I like it on the bagel. Beautiful. Well, there we go. There's some meal, meal ideas. Meal ideas. But what about you? How's your week been? It's honestly been really, really good. I've gotten back into my routine, which I'm so happy about because I'm not going to lie, I definitely lost it for a bit. And then I lost myself when I was losing my routine. And I legit just wake up one day and I said, Paris, you are not showing up the best version of yourself. Is this the woman that you've always envisioned for yourself? No. And I started changing, you know, some little bad habits that I was developing and just building back up that momentum. So, you know, going back on walks and hitting my step target, doing my um, my workouts and my eating habits as well and hydration, just all that stuff that, you know, I was doing so consistently and I lost it for a bit. But now... Oh, I just forgot how good you feel with your routine and how good you feel mentally and physically. And I'm just, yeah, I feel like I'm just getting back to me and I know how hard it is to get back into a routine or if you've lost it or getting back into the gym. But if you take it day by day and just keep building that momentum up and keep showing up for yourself, even on those hard days, it will get easier. You can tell the difference, even just like, you saying hitting a step goal and hydration, that in itself, you'll feel 10 times better. 
and then getting back because you're with your coach now again yes I'm back with Mickey and oh just so happy loving my my workouts my eating just everything oh see you gotta build the momentum and then you feel great and then you look back and you're like shit like I wish I started earlier hey yeah yeah like I still look back and I'm like, oh, my gosh, if only I started earlier. But it is tough. It is hard. And you kind mm-hmm. of lose your confidence. And, you know, I developed a bit of gym anxiety because I was like, I'm not my fittest. I'm not looking the best. I feel like people are going to judge me. And, you know, I was getting back into those, like, bad, those bad habits, and those negative thoughts. Yeah. And it's it's definitely, like, understandable because when you don't feel your best, like, you're not your most confident version of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But honestly, no one cares. You're on your own little journey and who cares what other people think? Like you're doing it for yourself and you're not going to regret showing up for yourself. Exactly. And it's it's almost in that mindset when you do start feeling that way, it spirals. But you've obviously stopped and paused and you've kind of picked yourself back up and, yeah, you're back to your yourself and your routine now, which is great. Yeah, and I feel like it's sometimes having those hard conversations with yourself as well and just being fucking real, being like, um, girl, are you showing up the best version of yourself? No, no, you're not. See, (laughs) this reminds me, have you seen the new Barbie movie? I haven't. I really want to see it with my mum. Okay, so I went last night and I won't, like, say any spoilers, but this aligns so well with what we're saying in the sense of just just the messages in the movie is incredible and I don't you have to see it it's incredible you would love it it's about like being feminine and being your true authentic self and um yeah just the modern world and how society is today it's you would love it yeah I really really want to see it I've been seeing it all over my TikTok page and I'm like (laughs) I've got to see it I I do you reckon I'll cry? I'm a crier. I bet I'll cry. Oh, no, nah, it's not. Oh, I don't know. It's not. I didn't find it sad. Oh, bits. I felt a bit like, like it touches your heart. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> frog in my throat. Yeah, there's nothing. Oh, I don't know. You just see it and then we can have a little debrief on the next episode. Okay. <laughs> Deal. Um, but for this episode, we are going to be talking about Miss Bella, our very own Bella, and her journey with comp and everything to do with comp. We're going to talk about the good, the bad, anything you can think of, and just have a bit of a debrief because we didn't really get to go into the real nitty-gritties. I always say nitty-gritty. Um, <laughs> the, the real nitty-gritties in those details and I know a lot of our listeners are thinking about starting a comp or uh, going through their first comp prep. And, yeah, there's Mm. a lot of information to absorb, especially for a first-timer. I know, especially with Season B approaching. I know there's lots of first-timers entering Season B, um, both like IFBB and WBSF. So, yeah, I really do hope this episode is useful for even, yeah, first-timers or people who have competed before or, yeah, just getting an insight into someone else's journey. So the first question that I'm going to ask you, Bella, because obviously competing, it's an extreme sport. Yes. Right? And, you know, you go through the trenches. It's a real mindset game. It's not like a revenge body or it's nothing mm. like that. You need to have a why and a purpose on why did you choose bodybuilding and what is your why for competing? Yes. So I'll ask you because I'm actually quite interested because I feel like we're very similar and we would yes. probably have the, the same kind of answer. Yes. So what is my why? What is your why? <laughs> this feels so weird that like I know I'm interviewing you. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I love this question and um I've been asked this lots of times before. But yeah, I guess my why is my health journey and fitness journey has stemmed way back from an unhealthy mindset and perspective 
on training. And so when I first started training um, to the gym, it was to build a healthy body composition because I was severely underweight. Um, so I guess that I did start in that aspect to get healthy and build. Um, and then I truly just honestly fell in love. I never knew I was going to compete. It just went. <laughs> Um, but I was obsessed with, I don't want to sound very cliche or anything like that, but it's true. I'm obsessed with making myself better and how to be better and building. And I just love the fact that, for example, competing in bikini, you're building to fit a criteria and it is that work of art. But my why is to find, I guess, my limit. And I still feel like I haven't found that. Everyone, I believe, can improve and make themselves mm -hmm. better. I feel like, like to this day, I haven't reached my limit. You know, my why is to push myself and really channel to that inner Bella. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, honestly, just pushing myself every single time and uh, my why is yeah to to get better every single time yeah mine is very similar to it's self-improvement and discovery so you never stop progressing you can always be better with that's what you said Bella as well that you're never going to be perfect in this sport there's always room for improvement you're always leveling up either like your mindset or your physical. And I feel like it's just the greatest reward when you get to that end product and, you know, you're standing in front of the mirror and you're like, I did that. It's I did that. Hell yeah. It's a journey and it's embracing that journey. And it's incredible with what you discover about yourself through this journey and through this sport and even the girls that you meet, meeting them with the same mindset, the same goals, the same actions. Like you really, you find your your circle. 100%. It's just making and you're just wanting to improve. You change mentally, physically, even sometimes by the hour. And it's absolutely nuts to witness and physically see that to your own body like you've seen other people but for it to happen to yourself you're like yeah it really takes your breath away you know it's yeah it's crazy because even with you Bella like I met you when we we're both in our heavy off season <laughs> <laughs> and you know we're training super hard super heavy and then you started your competition journey so your first yes. prep and yeah. I swear I blinked my eye and you just changed even mentally, physically, spiritually, like just in all aspects, you just became this woman. And I was like, in awe of you. Thank so you. You truly do. You, the changes that you make and you don't even realize either. I, I can really highlight that you don't realize that's why I emphasize and really encourage to take photos because Looking back at my weekly check-ins, I'd save each check-in to like an album um, or even I put it on my story purely just so I can look back in, in like a highlight. But you don't realise how much you change. Like in the end, I lost 21 kilos. Wow, that's incredible. <laughs> Not that number, numbers no. mean I'm fitting that criteria, but in the end that was my my number that I did lose. Not that a number is dictating anything that you need to achieve, but yes, it's so crazy. Yeah, I just, I truly believe like the greatest reward, especially with this sport, it comes from doing what no one else is doing. Like I call us like the crazies, like not everyone can do it. So it's quite incredible and that's why I freaking love this sport so much because not everyone can do it. 100%. Like yeah. you need to truly embrace, I know saying you need to embrace feeling uncomfortable, but you're going to feel so uncomfortable in the sense that when I remember when I was so depleted, so depleted, I was in the gym and um, I literally just broke down crying I was so just depleted that I was just at the end of my workout I just started crying <laughs> I was like, it's just prep is crazy like it will do crazy things and yeah. especially when you're so depleted so that's why yeah you really need a why because imagine having to do cardio after that you have to <laughs> dig you have to dig so deep you're in the trenches so yeah that's amazing to hear your why I thought our why's would be very similar and everyone's got a different why for why they do it so yeah definitely recommend you know starting your first bodybuilding competition have a set why have something have a purpose so yes going yeah. into 
off season because obviously it's bodybuilding and where do you build in your off season so off season is a very hard thing mentally because obviously you are gaining a bit of weight and especially for us females I want to hear about your relationship with yourself in your off season was it your first off season if you've got any advice for other women going through their off season as well um, yeah, no, I really like this question because the fact that people do ask this really does blow my mind. For example, like, why do we relate this question to your feelings? So honestly, I just separate the two. So when I think I've committed myself to this sport, to myself, gaining weight is healthy. We are gaining weight to grow, to build muscle to for this sport right? You're doing this because you love it and you have found your why and its purpose is to grow in an off season, especially finishing a prep and knowing what it's like to diet for so long. I love an off season because I'm healthy. I have my period. My hormones are happy. My body's happy and I feel safe. My nervous system feels safe as well. In an off season, I purely just align myself and remember it's for my future you know my future comp and to make myself better your off season is your improvement season to essentially be better I love it I truly love it I feel so uncomfortable being so lean because I feel like my body is in a flight or fight like mode all the time like I feel stressed out but I personally feel my most confident in my off season (laughs) yeah and it's necessary like you said like this is where you know you build that muscle, you build those glutes, you build those shoulders. So when you're having those negative thoughts, think about this needs to be done. This is my improvement season. If I want to show up being better, I need to have this off season. I need to embrace feeling a bit uncomfortable. But maybe when you have those negative thoughts, try and turn them into a positive, like, hey, I've got more flexible with food, like flexibility with food. I've got a booty. I've got energy. (laughs) I've got a sex drive. Like there's lots of different, there's so many positives to an off season and to embrace it as well. 100%. And think of it as a new goal in the sense you have energy for strength. You have energy to push yourself in the gym. Yes. You have energy in an off season to see loved ones, to go out for dinner. Um, it's really just shifting your mindset and mentality. And just think at the end of the day, if you're training hard and pushing yourself in the gym, that food will be pushed to your muscle groups and it will be all necessary weight gain in the right areas. It's not going to be, I don't know if that makes sense. It's all going to no, go to the areas that you want it to It does. <laughs> yeah, because some people, I don't know, they think an off-season means going to KFC, getting a big box <laughs> of chicken, you know, <laughs> eating chips, eating anything to gain weight when actually in, there is a proper way to do an off-season, especially when you do have a coach, you know, going through those protocols. An off-season isn't getting as fat as you possibly can. No, and I think it's still, like we, we've said in, a, um, I think in one of our other episodes, like a off-season for me, I still like to be on a plan because I still yeah. want to fuel my body with micro and macronutrients. But doing it the right way creates your insulin sensitivity remains really good. Whereas if you're kind of just doing the, in quote, dirty bulk, um, your body and composition yeah. will look different. And I think it's also that internal work, like embracing and loving your body each season so you know when you're at maintenance when you're you know doing a cut like (laughs) loving and accepting your body in all seasons which I can definitely relate it was very hard for me personally coming from like with modeling we were taught to be you know an unhealthy body composition and same with dancing so when I was going through my first you know improvement season where I was in a calorie surplus it was definitely hard for me at first and I'm not gonna lie I really struggled with my body image but yeah it's going through that internal work and just thinking you're building you know you're you're sculpting your body to that bikini body that you've always um, desired you know this is where you actually make those improvements like yeah I just started turning all those negative thoughts into positive thoughts just thought you know it's bodybuilding that's what bodybuilding you have to build (laughs) bodybuilding yeah I think I definitely agree and 
I can definitely say my first off-season was the scariest because it's almost the unknown and you truly do have to trust the process. But with experience comes with more trust in the sport and more knowledge and experience. And, um, yeah, like this off-season is so different to last off-season because I know what I need to work on, whereas last time I was going a little bit blind, um, whereas now I have a – I guess a plan, a better plan, and more education um, around it too. Yeah, you're for educating sure. yourself as well. So, yeah, I say embrace yeah. being uncomfortable. I reckon even saying like for me personally, no reason to feel uncomfortable because you're training for purpose. You're training because you love this sport. You chose to do this sport. So you're growing for a reason. And yeah, you have your days where you do feel uncomfortable, but you know what? You're training hard. You're growing. You're doing the work and you're doing more than what someone else is doing. So Mm -hmm. just keep pushing yourself and eating and train hard and truly do just trust the process. Beautiful. Oh, well, we dive to really deep into that one. <laughs> we're <laughs> we're so passionate. passionate. I love yeah. it. <laughs> we're very passionate about that one. Um, <laughs> so obviously, yes. So you're starting your first prep. A really important thing is finding the right coach for you because it is like a partnership. You need to have that trust. You need it trust the process I just said trust wow (laughs) there's got to have that honesty so it is a partnership so how did you find your coach and what did you look for in a coach yeah so um I'm currently with Tim who's my second oh going to get technical third coach um (laughs) but I believe to find a really good coach is really trusting your coach initially because the first month I would say you and your coach are working in partnership to understand and learn more about your body sorry what does your body need to be fueled so initially I with my coach started at maintenance and then we kind of figured out where my calories were at and then my body changed um and then your coach will understand your training and how you train. And at the end of the day, it's finding a coach who will be there to support you, who communicates well with you um, and truly does take the time for you. For example, Tim, when he came down, he literally stayed with me the night before my comp. And I can just tell he's so passionate about this sport and he truly does care. You know, I would get up every morning and like, all right, check in and we're in person and Mm. it just feels really good to have that support when it does mean so much to you definitely find a coach who is good at communicating to you can understand your body has knowledge about the sport do they have experience yeah you you know and learn this along the way and you have to understand that your coach does have other clients too so if they don't apply within an hour don't get butt hurt over you know about it but um, it's important to have that ongoing correspondence. So, Yeah, and like Bella said, this was her third coach. So you may not find that right fit, you know, the first time, the second time, the third time, but you may find that absolute perfect fit the fourth time. So don't yeah. give up. There are so many coaches out there. I think look at what you're wanting out of that coach, yeah. what are your goals and what type of learning style you are or what type of like qualities you look for as well. So, yeah, yeah, so don't give up after the first or the second go. I was very lucky with Mickey. She was my first coach. That's amazing. <laughs> she's just the most perfect fit for me. Yeah. Yeah, she's passionate. She knows exactly what what to do. She's amazing communicator and, yeah, she's very hands-on as well. So, yeah, everyone is very different. I think another really good point to add is that your coach can be the best coach in the world, give you all the knowledge, give you the perfect plan. But if you don't apply this (laughs) to, you know, your everyday life and literally do the work, no coach will be perfect for you. Yeah, I agree. Now, what would you say is a red flag finding a coach? A red flag. Yeah, if someone is looking for a coach, what would you say look out for? So for me, a yeah. big one for me is communication. 
Yes. If they haven't communicated with me within a week, two weeks, that's a huge red flag for me. Especially, yeah, that's definitely a red flag. For me personally, I would say a coach who doesn't actually, not saying that coaches don't, but a coach who doesn't care about your health and especially as a female, your hormones in the sense of like having the right amount of fats and micronutrients for me. Yes, I I really agree with that too. And that's why Mickey was such a green flag because she was all <laughs> about health and hormones. And yeah. I lost my period for uh, six months. So she was all about getting my period back and yeah. getting like my hormones balanced. So yeah, there are there are some amazing coaches out there. Yeah, like I can relate to you, Paris. Like post comp, Tim was like, okay. Because I was like, all right, you know, comp's done. Let's, we got our feedback. Let's go to work. And he's like, Bella, one thing at a time. First of all, we are getting your period back. That is our first goal. That's our most important goal. So that means rest, eating more fats, getting your blood work done. Um, And like, I know that's important, but to hear your coach say that, I'm like, wow, like, it's just reassuring to me um, because it's, it's important. It's your body. And, your body won't keep pushing. It won't keep going if you're not healthy. So, Yeah, and even some coaches have, you know, hundreds of clients and seeing just how they respond mm-hmm. back to you, mm-hmm. you know, if they just say, oh, nice glute pop, <laughs> I need way more detail than that. <laughs> like, what else is nice? Like how can I change it? How can I improve? <laughs> you want constructive criticism? Yes. To say, Constant. yeah, that's, yeah, very spot on. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, definitely finding a coach is very important. And also I would say start with a coach in your off season. Oh, 100%, 100%. So they can see how your body reacts to certain foods, how your body, um, like your hormones, how, oh, there's just so many things that a coach can see in your off season. I think that's so important because I've actually had a girl um, contact me recently and say, oh, like I really want to prep um, season A, should I get a coach? And I'm like, girl, I'm like, get one you, now. Need to, you need to start now. I'm like, you like there are so many factors to consider. You can't just start a prep. You need to, you need to find the right coach first. Yes. Yeah, 100%. But you need to work with them in that off season. Yes. Because maybe, because some people want to compete straight away. Though mm. some people in their body aren't ready to compete straight away. Or if you want to compete on a competitive level, you need you may need two years, three years. Mm-hmm. It's it's not you know a sprint. Sometimes it's a marathon. You know 100%. it takes time to build. It doesn't happen overnight. Like I know even with WBFF, I want to compete in WBFF, though I could not do season A. Yeah, you no, know, no. I need to keep building. I need to if I want to be super super competitive, I have to be patient and trust the process. Yes, yeah, hundred percent, and. Why rush? Like, are you doing it for the right reasons? If yes. you're basically saying, oh, no, I need to prep right now. It's like, okay, hold up. Why? What's the rush? You know, you're not going to be, well, I can't say that. But if you haven't gym for a long period of time and you literally just step on stage, you're not going to be well competitive or just take the time to build. Just mm-hmm. take time. There's, the stage will always be there. Yeah, I definitely agree. And another thing that a lot of people don't take in consideration we're competing is the financial side. Oh my god. I know I didn't. I didn't when I first started. <laughs> it's because you don't know. It's it's the fact that people don't really talk about it. So when you do go into comp prep, you're like, hold up. You're like, this is expensive. <laughs> Would you be willing to do a breakdown of the true cost of competing for you? Yeah. So the cost of prep, um, there's so much to it. But I'm, yeah, I'll break it down. So first of all, as we said, the expense of a coach, right? So that it could be weekly. I'm not too sure on your agreement, but the cost of a coach is in consideration. I would say, obviously, meal prep, the cost of all food each week, the necessary supplements that you need, not saying that you do need supplements as 
it's literally a supplement to your diet, but that's another consideration. Um, posing, right? If you need a posing coach, that could be a weekly correspondence. That could be fortnightly. Or it could be twice a week, but every single lesson for me um, cost around eighty to a hundred dollars. Yes, and yeah. in the end, yeah, I got that weekly. So mm-hmm. um, that definitely another important factor to to think about. I didn't realize how expensive the cost of spray tans overall show day. Right, show day you need your spray tan for state, and then you need it for nationals. So state. For me, it was $200 and nationals was 250 for your tan. Makeup, oh, wow, I can't remember the cost for that, but the cost of makeup definitely for both shows, it was quite expensive. Yeah. And your hair. And I got hair nails. Nails. It's honestly so expensive. And then your bikini. Registration. Registration. Photos and videos. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I know that people say, you know, photo shoots aren't necessary, but I believe you've worked so hard to get into this body composition and you're not going to be in that state for a long period of time. So you need to capture those memories. So I think even just the stage shots, I think the stage shots are so important to do your comparisons. I definitely agree there. Yeah. Stage shoes, posing shoes. Oh, yes. (laughs) Oh, it just does not stop. Definitely, if you're doing nationals, the cost of flights, accommodation, and I got a higher car to make it less stressful. So the tra- the cost of travel. So how much would you say that you spent on the state show? Oh, I know all together, all up for day and nationals, definitely over six thousand dollars. I think mine was yeah around six grand. Yeah, but. Not saying that you could do quite a cheap experience. You could get a hired bikini. You could get hired shoes. I just went all out and didn't realise how much it was all costing. That's what I was going to say. You can pick and choose how much you, like, you don't You're willing to pay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I know some girls did their own makeup. Yeah, and even um, my girlfriend, she got her stage shoes off Gumtree for $50. Oh, see, there you go. Like, yeah. you they get, like, secondhand bikinis or people might sell them or you definitely don't need to get the best of the best. No. <laughs> but <laughs> even I would say for your first show, because you don't know if you want to do it again. Yeah. You don't know. You might be like, actually, this is not for me at all. I actually, I wish I never paid that much money. So maybe you want to just kind of, you know, get some secondhand stuff and just first see if this sport is for you and if you're willing to do it again. Yeah, 100%, 100%. It's not a cheap sport. (laughs) It's not, it's not at all. And again, that is why a why is so important as well, because as you know, you don't win money. And a lot of people are like, oh, why would you do it if you can't win money? Oh, actually, someone said that to me. They're like, okay, so if you don't win, no, sorry, if you win, do you get money? And I'm like, no. They're like, okay, so what do you get? I get a medal. (laughs) I get the satisfaction of everything, like completing my wife. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So even for WBFF, for the show that I'm going to do in the future, I'm going to firstly sit down and work my financials. Because WBFF is crazy. It's hey. even more expensive. Yeah. So, yeah, for my first show, I wish I knew how financially draining it is and how much everything costs. I didn't even take in consideration registration and TAN or anything. So, yeah, I think if you are a first-time competitor, definitely jot these down because it is financially. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> how much would you say... Because WBFF, you've got... I would say 10 grand. (laughs) (laughs) But, babe, you know I'm extra. You know I'd want the best. Like, the bikinis range from, like, three grand. That's crazy. But, again, you could get a lot cheaper. Yeah, you can definitely pick and choose, like, how much you want to spend. But, like... The baseline of everything, for example, the travel, the accommodation, the coaching, the pose, kind of the same. But then when it comes to 
the accessories, I guess the balls in your court on that one. Yeah, the jewellery as well. I forgot about the jewellery. Oh, the jewellery. <laughs> I borrowed jewellery. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, even like your robe. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it just keeps going and going. <gasps> no check-in bikinis. Oh, yeah, the check-in bikinis. Yeah. We could maybe even put this um, in our description. Yes. Yeah. We'll like leave a list to... for you guys. Yeah. Leave a list and you can do your own little calculation. Yeah. Yes. So we've talked about the financial side. Let's talk about the relationship side because I know you're quite mm. lucky because Bo, your partner. Yes. He has competed before, so he's quite aware with that. But what about your family, your friends? And actually, even maybe Bo, how did he react? Did it affect any relationships? Yeah, so like you said, I am so fortunate. Um, Bo was my biggest, honestly, support person. He understands prep. He understands shift work. He, yeah, he helped me so much. Even just, I remember peak week, I had one more leg session and I walked in and he just knew. He was there with his friend and he just knew that I was so depleted. That's, I think that's the day I cried. <laughs> that's the day <laughs> I cried. And, um... He stopped his training and he actually just PT'd me. Like he pushed me because I was so, so depleted. And yeah, um, yeah, no, he understands and he was great. He was there for me and we had a holiday planned um, after, I guess, nationals. So we knew that all this sacrifice and we had something to look forward to, which I think is really important also. My family, my mum and dad, um, they get it to a point. They don't really understand it, but they're there for me. They're supportive. They... Yeah, they were there for me. They don't truly understand it, but I think that's okay. You don't have to understand, but you can still be there. Supportive. Yeah. Yeah. And definitely with my friendship circle, um, some have and some haven't prepped before, but everyone was there for me. Everyone understood the time it took. And like, I feel bad, you know, if you don't have time for your friends, I do feel bad in that sense in, in prep, but they reassured me and said, you know, you have cardio, you're training, you're a shift worker. It's okay. And it's fine if we see you every now and then because we know it's, you know, it's prep time. So I was so thankful um, that everyone did understand. So honestly, if you surround yourself with the right people, mm-hmm. it sh- it'll be fine. I think you can understand in that sense, like Paris, like you understand because you've prepped before. So you know how much time goes into it. Yeah, it is. It is a quite a selfish sport. Yeah. You know, you have to tick those boxes before you see people. I remember there was actually quite a few times I had to cancel because I was like, oh, my gosh, I still haven't done posing. I still haven't done my cardio. Yeah. So even in that factor, I really – I realised I really need to plan out and work on my time management skills as well. Yeah. So, yeah, you do develop other skills. But mine was quite tough because I came from a dancing, performing background. So it was kind of nothing like bodybuilding in that sense, even like how much you dramatically change your body, um, the eating side. Like I was a... I was a crazy woman. I would (laughs) recount my almonds like 20 times. I would... To the gram, like I, yeah. Once it was like one gram off. Mum's like, "Oh, come on!" I was like, "Nope, needs to be perfect." That's and, good though. Like it is good to be perfect. I don't know. I'm the same as you. I'm the crazy. <laughs> oh, I was like, "Mum, I'm spending this much money. I'm gonna make sure everything is correct and precise." Yeah. But for Mum, it was quite hard because we did a lot of mother and daughter dates. We did oh. a lot of um, like morning breakfast dates and did a lot yeah. of like eating and. You know, obviously I couldn't do that. So it was quite an adjustment for my mum and having that understanding because it is it is something hard to understand. And she would always say, what do you win though? So like, <laughs> mum, please just be supportive. And, yeah, yeah. over the time she, she was more supportive definitely. And I agree with that you do find your crowd and your people. I had some friends that just didn't get it. Yeah. And that's okay. That's fine. That's all good. And then I had some other friends that were very supportive and I made some 
new friends and yeah like I said it is a journey you meet new connections in a prep head it is and I think it's great and you really do find out your true friends as well you do you do and I definitely did and I'm very grateful that you know the friends that I have found like I found you yes (laughs) (laughs) first little gym date the yellow oh, outfit. <laughs> I remember that. That was the day after I went, I got broken up with. Well, I, did, I went through a breakup. Um, I didn't even know. I, and I was a hot mess. No, you were fine. And then you told me that, like, I didn't even know a couple of weeks later. And I was like, oh, I wouldn't have been able to tell. Like, I had, had no idea. We had a good gym session, though. I just channeled all that <laughs> inner emotion. <laughs> Yeah, all that emotion and that was <laughs> getting back to like the support network, I guess, in prep. Mm. I think you can find other ways. Um, like I knew I had steps to do, but why not ask one of my friends so we can yes. catch up, see, um, get a coffee and then do my steps at the same time. So yes. you kind of have to integrate the two. Yeah, I totally agree. You can definitely, yeah, incorporate steps, even like a gym session, um, yeah. you know, with your boyfriend, maybe have a meal prep date, like a picnic or yeah, you can get really creative. Go to the movies because then you're resting at the same time. <laughs> yeah, go into the movies. Like it's definitely, yeah, you can definitely do stuff, 100%. It's just finding they don't have to know how it feels but to understand or at least support so have that support network. Very important. Very important. Because I couldn't imagine going through all those emotions that you're already going through, you know, all that, you know, putting your body through stress and like having someone that doesn't support you as well and having that on top of it. So Bella, we've covered financial relationships. Now, the biggest one, <laughs> your job. How did you manage shift work and prep and night shift is night shift and shift work the same? It is, isn't it? Yeah, like I'm having a have... brain right now. <laughs> Within shift work, you do night shift. Yeah, yeah. How did you manage it all? You're, you're a little superwoman. Take me through so, it. Yeah, I think this is so important um, because I have a lot of other nurse friends say, like, how do you do it? Really do explain, you know, what is nursing, right? So nursing, you are looking after other people's health, well-being, you're, you're supporting them mentally. Um, you're in a stressful environment. So you, you train yourself how to deal with stressful situations, being in stressful environments. So it's kind of doing the same when you're in a prep. So mm. in a prep, for me, obviously, it's going to be stressful. It's hard. But you've trained your mind in this job. You know, nursing is stressful. Prep is stressful. But you've taught yourself and you've trained your mind how to just kind of find the calm and balance and everything. Because at the end of the day, your job is to be there for other patients as well. Like you're literally looking after their health and their life. Yeah. Um So it's always being switched on. Um, So I think for me, a really important factor is always making sure I've had enough sleep because sleep for me is massive, absolutely massive. And it should be for everyone. It's important for recovery and yeah, just going about your day, but especially with night shift. So not going to lie, it's pretty, it was fucked up. (laughs) I'm not going to say it was easy because it was probably one of the hardest things. Yeah. Yeah. Would you um, say also having that communication with your coach? Definitely. Tim knows that I do shift work. So my body is under more stress, which can obviously affect, you know, fat loss and because your cortisol is high majority of the times. <laughs> That's yeah. why you do have to practice calming down and um, implementing meditation was really good. But I literally in the end with night shift had to write down all my meals, the timing, when I ate. There was a period of time like I'd have to try to sleep during the day and not eat, but you have to, yeah, time your meals to suit night shift. So it's it was tricky. Could you take us through, so let's just say you've got a night shift shift tonight. Yeah. What would you do? So you're in prep. Take me through your, your night. So first of all, I would make sure I'd have starting night shift. I'd make sure I'd have all my meals organized yeah. for at least the next three days. The next three days, meals are done. Because your first night shift, you do want to try and nap. So 
I would wake up and it's, I know it's shit, I know it's hard, but you don't have any caffeine <laughs> and try to get some steps in in the morning. Um, I would go for a walk in the morning. I would, yeah, just have a slow morning, try to wind down. And then I'd usually try to nap from lunchtime. At this point, I've only had breakfast because I always need to wake up and eat. <laughs> and then... Yeah, I'd have my pre, my post meal, and then I'd save my meals for night shift. And then when I go home and sleep the next day, it's actually okay because you're sleeping. You know, that time you don't actually need to eat. So then you've just swapped your days around. So instead of eating during the day, you're now sleeping during the day, and then you will enter night shift and then eat your meals that you're supposed to have. Yeah, wow. So you're definitely, you're very organised. Oh, you, if you're not organized, yeah, it's it's hard. But this has come with time. Like starting initially was so hard. Even I get tips from Bo, I'm like, so how do you do night shift? And he's like, don't have caffeine in the morning, and um, you just have to time your meals around your training, and honestly, just hope for the best. <laughs> but no, you need to be organized, hundred percent. And like you said, like if it's your true passion, you just you make it happen. Honestly, mm-hmm. looking back, I'm like, how did I do it? But you do it. You just do but it. You just do it. Yeah. I remember reading this girl's post. She was in the mines. Wow. And she would have to like double ziplock her bag um, of her food because of dust. She would have to wow. do like 1 a.m. training sessions would have to triple her steps, like just all these crazy things. I was like, how did she do it? But she said it just came down to this was her goal, this was her passion, there was no going back. You don't think about it? You just No, you don't think about it. You just do it. Even So some people will be like, oh, my God, like how do you girls do it? But I look at, you know, some lawyers, you know, going to uni (laughs) and all the studying and I say to them, how do you do it? Like. You just, yeah, if that's truly what you love and that's your passion, you just do it. You make it happen and everyone has their different purpose and their passion. 100%, 100%. And a big tip for if you are a shift worker and you do night shift and you're trying to prep, something I found that's really helpful was that if I knew I had two nights, so I would then count my steps that I need in total for the next three days and I would add that up at the end of my three days because people are like, okay, well, your step count finishes at midnight. How do you calculate it? I would say, yeah, Yeah, true, true. Yeah, (laughs) It's so many things you've got to think about. So many things. If your step count is 10,000 a day, so Monday to Wednesday, that's 30,000 steps, make sure you keep a tally of how many steps you get every single day. I had to do that in the end. My notes were just crazy. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, see, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it's so wow. it's so hard. And what about your cardio? Did you limit your cardio to bring down your stress and just up your step count? No. I did it not because I to me I had to do it all to plan. I that gives me anxiety. I just got it done. I did it in like the mornings. Sometimes actually I'd finish night shift and then I would still be up go to gym, quickly do my cardio, then go to sleep. Or I would wake up, train. I would always prioritise my training at the end of the day. I had cardio I can always do eventually and make up for it by the end of the week. But you will never and I never want to sacrifice the quality of my training. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like if I finish night shift, because I remember doing night shift, you don't just go straight to bed. No, you got to wind down. So hard. I reckon, yeah, I'd go straight to the gym and do cardio. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, And I guess, yeah, you find your little routine. You find what works for you. It's trial and error. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Well, you are Superwoman Bella. No. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, but see, like, we look at, oh, there's just, there's so many amazing people out there. Literally, I was going to say, I have a really crazy obsession with, like, history and um, essentially weird, but, like, historians and how they got through tough times. Take history, for example, and implement that into your goal because anything is possible. Even stories you hear about World War, like, two and everything. And yes, I don't know, yeah. taking that and then changing And taking their mentality and implementing it to your goal, I don't know. It just works for me. Um, I guess find people that inspire you. No, I I agree with that, actually. I remember when I was, like, I'm like, oh, this is so hard. Like, oh, my God, I'm so tired. I'm like, actually, I'm actually so lucky I can go to the gym. Yes. I'm actually so lucky I can move my body. Yeah. You know, there's some people out there, you know, that are homeless, that don't have a roof over their head. You know, even when I'm like, oh, I'm so hungry, it's like at least I've eaten some food. I've had a, a fresh, fresh produce. Like, I don't know. I just started to be grateful for even like the smallest things. Yeah. Just be like, actually, my heart isn't that hard. No. Some people are going through tougher times. I don't know if that makes sense to people, but. No, it does. It's like this is a choice. People do. Yes. At the end of the day. Maybe yes. can't afford to eat, but we're choosing to compete. Um, so it's shifting that mentality and being grateful for having the choice and having the option to actually compete. Yes, I'm actually so happy you said that because even when I would go out, so when I was in prep, yeah, and other people were eating their meal, their their food, and I had my meal prep, and I'd be like, oh, like I feel so bad. It's like at the end of the day, this is our choice. We've made this yeah. choice. We've no, we haven't been forced, you know. There's no ransoms. <laughs> like, yeah. this is our choice, and this is what we want to do. I don't know yeah. why people say they feel so bad because I'm like, I love it, and I am doing it for me. Yeah, I, yeah. I I agree. I agree, hundred percent. Okay, so the next question that I'm very interested (laughs) is I definitely had a lot of prep moments and prep brains and I had some really weird obsessions and cravings. (laughs) So one of mine was I used to burn my capsicum on purpose because it tasted like dark chocolate to me, (laughs) right? And I would sit there and I'd be like, oh, this is so good, mum, dad. This that, is like dark chocolate. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> like so crazy and weird. So I want to hear if you had any weird cravings or did some weird combos. Yeah, I definitely did some weird. Funny, this is a question. I made a list. Um, I had so much time on the stair climb every day. So I <laughs> every day would add to my list. I don't know why. I... In the end, I would have my, like, cereal, my protein. I would literally add ice cubes to my cereal and protein because it grows, like, more thick and sludgy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's actually kind of true. So, like, it feels like you're eating more? Oh, I don't know. It, oh. <laughs> it makes the protein, like, harder. I don't know. It's, it's weird. I would... Obviously, I would add volume to my meals. So I would put lettuce in my meals for more volume. But Mm. I would actually, in the end, heat this up with my lettuce. And I liked the taste of heated up lettuce. And it. Oh, (laughs) yuck. I don't know. Just even people at work are like, Bella, you're heating up your lettuce? And I was like, yeah, I actually like it now. (laughs) Yeah, heated up lettuce, guys. Get onto it. like cabbage oh it's fucking weird oh my gosh no but you get like you get super creative you get just even like um crazy like salt on cucumber <gasps> you know you're like oh yeah. yeah like this is unreal i craved salt like there is no tomorrow like pink salt on everything like I don't know i just crave salt yeah i put it in my water as well i put it everywhere <laughs> <laughs> I put it everywhere. Yeah, so so so. Um, another weird thing, which is like low key toxic. Um, <laughs> I before my check in, I would literally try to make sure I go to the toilet so I'd hit away in. <laughs> and I oh, know 
I kind of did that too, actually. I was going to say, I know other competitors like do this, but it's true. And I'm going to say it because other people do it. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I kind of did that. I made sure did my did my business and then we're ready to go. Literally, hit that way in. <laughs> do you have any like prep brain? I know one of mine is... It's so bad. So I got to the ICN registration where you pick up your number. Yeah. And I get there and I'm like, you know, Paris Weaver. And they said, you're not registered. Oh. And I forgot (gasps) to register. Oh, did they let you? Not believe it. Yeah, luckily they let me. So that was like, you know, more money. Register and she was like, oh, you're so lucky. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was like, did I honestly forget to register? Could you imagine going through everything and just forgetting to register? Yeah, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like that was a pretty bad thing. And I used to put my keys in the uh, freezer. I was going to say objects in weird places. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Just be safe, guys. When you're on prep, be safe. I be present. Doors. I yeah. To... Fuck. Paris. <laughs> <laughs> she was an accident ready to happen. So, oh yeah, that's such hilarious. You know, if anyone else has any weird cravings they went through in their prep or did any weird stuff, you know, let us know. Let us know. We want to hear it. Tag us. You know, I think I loved burnt capsicum and Bella loved you know cooked lettuce (laughs) I just wanted to shower 24 7 because I was so cold I was cold all the time oh I would um I'd wear my Audi all the time yeah so I would even put it on when I was driving and then when I got to cardio take it off and I would I was freezing (laughs) Literally, because you yeah. have no body fat, so it's just cold at the time. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Don't prep during winter. <laughs> I know. Season B. <laughs> okay. So, Bella, let us know what was your results. So, for state show, what did you get? So, um, for the SA state show, I was awarded second in first timers and then national. Yes. And then nationals, I came second in bikini novice class C and third in bikini open class C, which is exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're some serious competitors at nationals. The girls were incredible. Incredible. I remember watching the live stream. I'm like, they look 3D. Like, 3D. They look insane. A walking trophy. (laughs) So what is your goals for the future? So goals for the future. So, um, yeah, like I said before, I got my feedback and um, I definitely need more size. They said size just in my glutes and shoulders, which is just a generic feedback to me. But I know that um, my upper body needs to grow. Everything needs to grow, but especially my upper body. Um, So right now just training, making those improvements. And I haven't locked in a a next show because I feel like I've just found a rhythm in in my improvement season and training. So I just want to keep going with that to be honest and just keep training hard keep eating keep living keep being social just living life get back to being present healthy relationship with food making some memories training hard improvement season baby yeah I think 100% and yeah just spending more time with Bo and the family yes Bella and I we haven't gone out to eat together which is crazy to think. That so is we've got fun. a little, <laughs> we're so excited for it. So we're going to firstly train and then we've got like a little sandwich date. I think I that's what that. we Like sandwiches. <laughs> like sandwiches or, it sounds so weird saying sandwiches. I'm just thinking of like, you know, just a generic sandwich. But <laughs> no, like actually good sandwiches. <laughs> like a panini. Yes, yeah. Like a, yeah, just a really bougie Yeah, like a bougie sandwich. This is like (laughs) crazy. Well, we're very excited for it, so stay tuned. 
<laughs> Stay tuned for our little sandwich date. <laughs> well, it's been amazing just to debrief and talk about everything. And I just want to leave with one last question. So what would you tell Bella if you could, <laughs> if you could right now, and you were going through your worst time of your journey, you were struggling, it was getting tough, what advice would you give her? I would definitely, I can picture a day where I know it was honestly the worst day. Um, but looking back, I would tell that Bella that day that something that is thrown at you is for a reason and a purpose. and to grow from that and to learn and that's with anything in life I think on your toughest on your toughest day things will be better and it's life throws those balls at you and those curves at you for a reason and I know at the time it's probably the shittest feeling it's like you not everything's done it feels like the world is ending but there is always light at the end of the tunnel and there will always be a better day I love that yeah I love that because I feel like the universe throws stuff but we've always got that control of how we handle it and we control how we show up for ourselves and how we react to different situations you know we've got this there's some tough days but they don't define you they're for a reason. Yes, 100%. I like when you say everyone has a choice, right, how you react to a situation. And I think it's really important to when a situation arises to stop and think about it and then react. Don't be so explosive and react with the current emotion. Really yeah. just stop and process it it may take a day it may take a week just process what you're feeling but you need to feel it and then react react and then you create that emotional intelligence and you then have more life experience and yeah you do that with other things as well 100 percent, 100 percent um what about you you know I feel so bad that this whole episode is about I no, mean <laughs> I, I, I have said my little bits as well don't you worry I'm just, I'm just... no I agree with everything that you're saying especially when you get thrown curveballs in that moment it's horrible it is the worst feeling in the world you're saying why me why me like what have I done like universe you're blaming you know all this stuff when those worst days happen like there is a reason there is a reason for it you don't see it right now but there is a greater purpose it's so similar to what you said Bella like there is a greater purpose on why that has happened this is a part of your journey and it might be just a little hurdle in your journey but you can overcome it and you'll become stronger out of it I think it's when things happen time after time after time and you're like you know why does things keep happening why does this keep happening but things do happen for a reason I I truly believe that like I believe that 1000% even in that moment when someone's like things happen for a reason you're like why would this happen to me it does and you may not know it straight away you may not know the lesson that it's teaching you or that you're going to learn out of it but it will come along and there is there is a lesson and there is a reason why you went through it. 100%. And I think it's so important that once you understand that lesson, teach others. You mm-hmm. know, say and talk about what you've went through and what you've learned from that, but then speak to others about it because that person next to you might be going through the same thing but doesn't have the emotional intelligence to pull themselves out of that. And then now that you've just spoken about it, you can teach others, you know, the knowledge that you have. So on that note, Bella, is there anything else that you'd like to leave the listener maybe going through a really huge goal, maybe not even bodybuilding, maybe they're going through like a major job interview or they're going through a big degree or, yeah, or a first-timer? I think the biggest thing is whatever goal you're trying to achieve, make sure that goal is clear, have a plan, And stick to it. Honestly, just stick to it because like we said, even on the days that it doesn't feel like your hard work is paying off or it's not showing, just stick to it. Stick to it and 
for example, the day I stepped on stage, it was the best feeling in the world. The day you graduate is going to be the best feeling in the world. The day you finally get that job, you know, that interview was so stressful, but you stuck to it and you gave it mm. your all. Hard work pays yeah. off. It will always pay off. So preach it, sister. I say <laughs> I get so famous. <laughs> preach it i say have confidence in yourself yeah girlfriend have confidence in yourself yeah boyfriend have confidence in yourself (laughs) sister have confidence yeah like you've you've got this have confidence in yourself visualize your higher self what is their actions what's their little things that they do what's their habits how do they talk to themselves dress walk all of that stuff yes oh well it has been a pleasure, Miss Bella, our very own Bella, Aww. hearing your journey and just what you went through. Honestly, the transformation has been incredible to see yeah. firsthand. And I think Thank a lot so of people will be very inspired and there's a lot of valuable information for them to take. Oh, thank you for like, yeah, this has been easy. Thank you for doing this. Yeah, this on our own podcast. I don't know. <laughs> I get so like giddy. <laughs> but yeah, honestly, anyone that has any questions, any way that I can help someone, please reach out to us. We're always here. We're always open to, yeah, helping everyone. So I really hope someone at least one person does get something from this episode um yeah thank you no you're so cute (laughs) well on that note you know the drill stay Stay peachy. peachy